56 down, 309 to go. My name is Chris. This is at a theater near me, the podcast where I go to the movie theaters every single day for an entire year. Today, I'm going to be talking about the movie Cyrano, as well as it is still concessions month for at least another couple of days. So I'll be talking junior mints, uh, but I want to get right into my trip to Rhode Island to avoid the snow. I think this will be a pretty short episode here just to get us uh, back up to date here. It's the bonus episode. You'll have another normal sized episode tomorrow. So on Thursday, I taped KMS and then afterwards I, uh, Kirk was nice enough to hang, hang around and tape what you heard yesterday about the Godfather. And then I went home and I was home for a couple hours and I got an email, uh, probably about, I don't know, say an hour before I left for AMC Methuen to watch the Godfather. I had gotten tickets earlier for Power of the Dog, which was playing at the Cabot Performing Arts Center. And so that's what I was planning to see on Friday. And I bought the tickets ahead of time because it's not playing in a lot of, a lot of places. And I just figured, hey, might as well buy them in advance. So I said, I got that email. I don't know, say around four o'clock, 3.45 saying your tickets got refunded. So then I started looking in Fandango and I saw more and more theaters were either going to be closed on Friday or were going to open delayed. So like they weren't going to have any matinees. They're going to open say at five o'clock that day. And that kind of got me worried because I was thinking, all right, if you're already going to open at five and the snowstorm maybe lasts longer than we expected to, then you might not open at all. So I got nervous and started kind of looking around at, at other nearby areas where it would be kind of the smartest play to go. And it looked like Rhode Island made sense. So while New Hampshire was going to get, say, 8 to 12 inches, I'm in southern New Hampshire. Uh, and sure enough, New Hampshire ended up getting 12 and a half inches where I am, my town. Um, but it looked like Rhode Island was only going to get, you know, two, three, four inches, and then it was going to change over to sleet and then change over to rain. And a lot of that changeover was going to happen pretty early. So I'm thinking, all right, if I go spend the night in Rhode Island, get up, go catch a matinee. By the time I get a matinee, it's mostly going to be rain. So that was the plan. So I went to... AMC Methuen, saw The Godfather, enjoyed it, it was great. And it really actually made for a pretty easy decision because it would have been 35 minutes home from AMC Methuen anyway. So this would have been, say, an hour and 10 minutes from AMC Methuen to where I was going to Rhode Island. So, you know, you only talk about a half hour longer drive. It just was like, ah, it's a no brainer. So I uh, jumped in the car, drove to Rhode Island. I ended up in Warwick, Rhode Island. I was looked at Providence. Uh, which has the Providence place. And I, I still do want to go there. But the hotels were almost twice as much as this place I found in Warwick. Now, I ended up at a extended stay America hotel. This is a very depressing, pretty miserable hotel. Uh, but it was $105 after taxes. So I grabbed it. It was right across the street from the Showcase Cinemas in Warwick. So yeah, I figured even if the roads were really bad, I could at least maybe walk across the street. So got there, spent that. It was fun. the hotel. It was dumpy. It was those places are always kind of pressing. I wonder if people like live there. The residence inns, I think, are nice. The extended stay always seems, I don't know, it always seems like a, a really like kind of eh, apartment uh, situation. Maybe some of these are nice. The, this one wasn't particularly great, but it was fine. Did the job. If I had to rate the hotel, I'd give it a three and a half. But whatever, I woke up. They were nice enough to give me a, uh, a late checkout because I knew my movie wasn't going to start until after one. So I get up and I go uh, right, right near the movie theater is a Texas Roadhouse. So I'm like, all right, I'll go there for lunch. So I head over there around noon. The movie's not going to start till 1.15. Texas Roadhouse is closed. Like they had a, a crew out there uh, shoveling the area and everything, but the actual restaurant itself was closed. So, all right. so I went and got a piece of pizza, came back. Watch Cyrano. I'll get the review about of that uh, in a bit. It wasn't very good. Uh, the theater is, it's, I can't really give a review of the theater because it looks like it's under some major renovation, not on the outside, but strictly inside. Now, I don't know if they're making this theater like a luxe, like the uh, the theater I, I went to in Chestnut Hill or 
some of the showcases are going that direction. I will say like, so the only time the renovation, the only time I, you would see the renovation was in the lobby or in the hallways. The hallways had no lights. Uh, they also were painting some areas. And then there was, I, t I took a picture and posted it on Twitter, but there was like a whole like part of the library. that was just like random like junk. It was either old chairs or was like also some pieces of some new chairs. And it was just assorted, just a mess uh, that they kind of like cast as part of the lobby. But you know what? They were open. It was kind of a lousy day out. It kept the project alive. I have zero complaints. Not only that, but once you get in the actual theater to watch the movie, the theater was pretty nice. Seats were really comfortable. I know those were like the new seats they were putting in there. Maybe they had to change this one particular theater over. Sounded great, looked great. Um, so all in all, great experience. If as long as you don't mind kind of you know, walking through some you know construction zone in the lobby, the rest of the place was was nice. It was a perfectly good theater. Saw the movie, uh, I headed home, and really the ride was fine up until you got to like the North Shore, Massachusetts, and then then the, the roads weren't particularly great. You know, made it home fine. I'm glad I went. So in hindsight, it looked like all of the AMC theaters in Massachusetts and New Hampshire all closed. Um, but all of the Regal theaters appear to have stayed open. So I guess I could have gone to a Regal theater had I just stayed home. But I don't know. It's, you know, it's tough to tell those things. It's, it's always easier in hindsight to be, oh, look, that theater was open. But, you know, you know, in, in the moment, you don't know. And you have to be almost 100% sure that you're going to be fine with these things. So I'm glad I went down there. Like I said it wasn't the only thing that was really a pain in the ass was just driving home from the North shore North, uh, was, was just kind of the weather was particularly great, but other than that, it really was fine. Uh, and so the, the hotel only cost 105 bucks. So all in all, you know, not too shabby. I don't think it's not going to you know, break the budget. It's not going to help, but it's, you know, for, you know, hopefully if that's the last winter storm, knock on wood, then that's not so bad. We've got budget month coming up next month. Hopefully I can, I can really save some money there. Let's talk Junior Mints and I'll talk about uh, Cyrano and, and then I'll get out of here. So Junior Mints were created in 1949. They were created in Cambridge. So I think they're our first New England based candy, right? Uh, by James O. Welch Company. So this is the same company that created uh, Sugar Babies. James Welch eventually merged, uh, this James Welch Company eventually merged with Nabisco and both James Welch and his son ended up being presidents of Nabisco. Uh, Welch's brother went on to start the John Birch Society. So I don't even know what that is. It's a far right political group. I remember like the Padres, read about the Padres in the eighties. They had some um, some players that were joined the John Birch group and I think they got in some hot water over that. Uh, they're pretty, like I said, they're very far right. They're pretty controversial because Junior Mints are now owned by Tootsie Roll. And the good news is though, they're still made in Cambridge. They're made in the port area. If you're having a Junior Mint now, it's made locally uh, if you're in the New England area. So that's pretty cool. Uh, they're called Junior Mints. It's a, it's a play on words from a, uh, at the time, a 1940s New Yorker column that was very popular. And that column was called uh, Junior Miss. That New Yorker column ended up becoming a play. So I guess in the 40s, this Junior Miss was a, was a, big, a big thing. I think Junior Mints are really good. Uh, I, I think they like, might be my favorite or one of my favorite chocolate candies. Probably, and probably my favorite chocolate candy I would have in a movie theater. I mentioned like the score bar. I really like, that's probably my favorite chocolate candy, totally. But you don't get those in, in movie theaters. But I don't know, I'm a big fan of mint and I think Junior Mints are great. The only problem is that they, they're, they can be too soft. So especially if you a hot day, I feel like they, they get too, they can like, they squish too easy. I don't, so the texture I'm not a huge fan of, but they taste great. Um, can't go wrong with Junior Mints. Uh, once again, nowhere near like Sour Patch Kids or anything, but uh, you know, the ones I really love. Um, but Junior Mints are pretty good. We'll take a lot of people really like them on, on Twitter. I'm sure they'll do well in the, in the fan poll. 
Okay, let's talk Cyrano. So Cyrano is not a very good movie. Um, it's really disappointing on, on a few different levels. So it tells the story of Cyrano de Bergerac, which you may have seen if you've seen Roxanne. Um, that's the Cyrano de Bergerac story. That's with Steve Martin, of course. And that's the best rendition of this story, I think. Um, this version doesn't particularly land as well. So it takes place in the 1600s. Peter Dinklage plays Cyrano. Instead, typically Cyrano has a very large nose. In this case, uh, Peter Dinklage is incredibly short, obviously, so they're, they're playing off of that. And Dinklage gives a really good performance. He's such a good actor. I wish he would do, I wish they would find other roles for him. The Cyrano character is kind of difficult to play. I don't think he's particularly likable. Roxanne, that character, is never likable. I mean, she's most likable in the movie Roxanne with Steve Martin and Daryl Hannah, but the character is typically always self-involved involved and vain at times so it's a challenging role to play in this movie she's played by Haley bennett who i don't think she's particularly great um she's married to the director joe wright I, the casting just wasn't very inspired to me the character of christian he plays the good looking guy who kind of wins her heart initially uh and he's played by uh, kelvin harrison jr who does a nice job he's really likable presence um but it, it, this story, as I said, is, is not particularly good. I, I don't, you know, once you get past kind of the base level of not great looking guy, writing love letters for the good looking guy, like once you get past that initial theme of, of the movie, there's not a lot else there. The real drawback of this movie though is, is, is the music, is the music. So this is a musical. Um, I, the choreography I think is very weak. You watch West Side Story and as much as I didn't like that, I gave that a C minus. At least you feel like you're watching a movie. I never, I didn't feel like I was watching a Broadway play. I definitely felt like I was watching a, um, a photocopy of a, of a movie, which is what it was, which is, you know, the original West Side Story, which came out in the early 60s, which is a photocopy of Romeo and Juliet. So, I mean, the story never felt original or creative or, or even very interesting because I've just seen it so many damn times. But it never felt like a like I was watching like a Broadway production. This feels like a Broadway production, which I love going to see a Broadway musical. I do, Broadway musicals are fantastic. Um, when you're there, that's part of kind of the magic of it is, is being, you know, you're in a relatively small theater. Um, you're seeing incredibly talented singers and actors and dancers. It's a... It's a great experience. Uh, going to a Broadway show is fantastic. I hope everyone listening to this has had the opportunity or can go or will go to a Broadway show in their lifetime. It's worth going to at least one. It's, it's just very unique and special. The movie musicals don't do it for me. It's it's just, it takes away some of that that magic of, of being there that live theater can produce that just going to the movies just doesn't do for me. The other problem is the songs are not very good. So I said the choreography was very weak. The songs are, are like, just aren't there. And I was shocked because I didn't know this until I got home and was doing some research on the movie. The songs are written by the band, The National, um, or a few members of the band, The National. Two of the, the twin brothers who, who write a lot of their music for The National um, wrote the music here. I, the National are one of my favorite bands. Uh, the album they had uh, came out uh, back in 2013, Trouble Will Find Me. That might be the best album of the of that decade. That album is fantastic. Watch the Throne. That's the album Jay Z Kanye West album. That album is probably better. But Trouble Will Find Me is as good of a rock album that's come out that decade as, as anything you'll find. I, I really love the national music. I love all of their albums. Um, they're all very good to great. I think they're just a fantastic band. And I'm, I was shocked when I saw I did the music for this. All of the songs in this movie are are pretty terrible, except one song, which is great. The song is uh, Whenever I Fall. And it starts off with uh, Glenn Hansard. He's the guy from Once, which Once, same thing. Once the movie is 
eh, but once the musical is fantastic. Uh, but he's he's so talented. Like uh, he is has an incredible voice. And the song is three soldiers sing it. So he doesn't even get like, he gets each soldier gets a solo, but the other two like soldiers don't have particularly great voices. It's fine. They do a decent job. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful song. It's a wonderful song, but Glenn Hansard is so good. He just kind of like overshadows the other two. You kind of just keep wanting him to keep singing. You don't really want to hear from these other two guys, but the song itself is fantastic. It really kind of threw me for a loop because it, it's, it's, it's one of very few songs. It's one of maybe only two songs that don't have any of the, the three leads in it, but it's just such a great song. It was kind of out of nowhere when, and it's near the end of the movie. And, um, it's a soldier singing about writing, uh, letters to their families, knowing that they're probably going to die. They're, they're in for a really tough mission coming up and they're kind of writing their farewell letters to people they love. And it's their three soldiers have three very different letters. They're writing. It's a wonderful song. I say every other song in this, movie is, is is weak and and for a musical it's just not it's just very downbeat and national typically are downbeat but they're downbeat at their own speed like a national are you know a lot of people say the national are kind of too slow for them which i understand that critique they are more of a downbeat band um but for a musical when they're trying to be and maybe this is where it all went if all fell apart they're trying to be more on the Broadway side, they're they're not being themselves. They're trying to be uplifting and, and singing happy love songs. It's just not who the national are. So it just it doesn't work at all. I'm going to give this movie a D. So this is the first Joe Wright movie I've seen, which is shocking because he's done a lot of movies I probably should have seen. He did Darkest Hour. He did uh, Anna Karina, um, Atonement. These are all movies that I, I probably should have seen, but just never really appealed to me. I probably honestly would not have seen this if I wasn't doing this project. Joe Wright's choices on films just, just aren't in my wheelhouse at all. Uh, it looks like critics, this is getting, I would say, mixed to positive reviews. Um, it only got one Oscar nomination. But they did release this and it did have a, a short run before the end of the year, so it was eligible for Oscars, but the only thing I got nominated for was costume design and just didn't get a lot of buzz. Uh, I will say it's probably the trailer I've seen the most these last two months. I'm very happy not to have to watch this fucking trailer anymore, but I, I can't imagine it's going to make much money. They opened it. They didn't know when they wanted to open it. They were going back and forth. Finally, they opened it this week, but you know, next week Batman comes out and it's just going to dwarf everything. And I think there's kind of, they just kind of did a quick dump here. Um, not that Batman and Cyrano have a similar demographic, but it's just small enough where I think it's just going to get swallowed up. And I think after two weeks, you'll see this thing vanish. I imagine pretty quick. So if you're interested in this, go see it, but I can't recommend it. Like I said, it's getting a D for me. Okay. I'll be back on Monday with the cursed and studio 666. That's the Dave Grohl Foo Fighters movie. Uh, I will talk to you folks then.